If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Shabbos to everyone. What a very special Shabbos it is. The last Shabbos of the year. In fact, next Shabbos is the first day of Rosh Hashanah. It'll be the first Shabbos of the coming year. And as the last Shabbos of the year, it's also the time that we consider what, in fact, we still have to do in order to prepare properly for the coming year for Rosh Hashanah, 10 days of repentance and Yom Kippur. Tomorrow night, of course, at midnight throughout the world, people are going to be coming together in different ways and different places in order to offer the first of the slichot, the prayers that we extend to Hashem, asking for forgiveness and mercy so that we approach God on the new year with open and full hearts removed with any, from any type of negativity. Of course, the Sfaradim have been saying slichot the entire month of Elul, but we Ashkenazim only start on the Mitzvah Shabbat, usually before this, the Mitzvah Shabbat before, before Rosh Hashanah. It's also Shabbos Mavorchim. We bless the new month, but we don't bless the new month this year. In actual fact, this year we are told, as the Baal Shem Tov said, Hashem himself blesses the month. It's a time that uh, we need a greater type of blessing in order for the new year to, in actual fact, be blessed fully and completely. It's up to Hashem, God himself, to offer that blessing. But nonetheless, it's still Shabbos Mavarchim in a sense. And therefore, it's a time that we have to consider and think about what, in fact, the coming month is all about the month of Tishrei. It's called the seventh month, the month that is full. It's full of so many festivals. Rosh Hashanah, the ten days of repentance, Yom Kippur. Then, of course, Sukkot, Shemini Yatzeret, Simchat Torah. It is full with incredible dimensions of Simcha, of joy, and of seriousness as well. It's a time that we have to remember who and what we are. Of course... Shuls have reopened, many shuls have reopened, and while of course a little bit different than we normally know it, nonetheless, there is the opportunity of coming to shul, offering prayers, and standing before the Aaron HaKodesh, the Holy Ark, and asking Hashem for blessings. Many shuls have their minyan outside, and the services outside, but each and every shul, I am sure, is doing its utmost in order to ensure that the proper protocols is laid out are going to be fulfilled in the fullest sense of the word. So those of you who have returned to shul or are returning to shul this Shabbat, may it be with great joy, with great purpose, but with great care as well. And for those who aren't going to shul, well, in actual fact, what you are doing for yourselves is probably the right thing, taking care of your lives, ensuring that you don't come into any type of environment well, God forbid there might be some negativity. And while, of course, the shuls have been prepared and are being prepared, so that in actual fact it is a safe environment, nonetheless, there are those who are concerned, and that concern is absolutely acceptable. It's also a time that we have to think about Rosh Hashanah. In actual fact, as I said, it's going to be a different type of Rosh Hashanah for many people, even if you are 
coming back to Shul and Rosh Hashanah. It'll be a different type of service. It'll be a shorter service. It'll be a quicker service. It'll be a service standing there not being able to sing other than the chazan that one's allowed to sing. It will be a time that we are going to understand to a greater degree what in actual fact the individual type of prayer is all about in the fuller sense of the word. And this is something that each and every one of us has to prepare. And while we still have time, make sure that you have a machzer. Either go and buy one at the Jewish bookshops or ask your shul if you can get one on loan. But make sure that you have a machzer, a prayer book. So even if you are at home, you will have what to say and how to pray. And even when you go to shul, of course, one of the rules, one of the protocols is that you have to have your own machzor, you have to have your own book of prayer. So all these and many more, this is the time that we are actually preparing for the new year. And what a different type of yontif this will be. Of course, large family celebrations are not going to be available. We have to be careful there as well. On so many different levels, we have to think about the current situation, what we're in, and how to prepare both physically and spiritually for the coming year. It's the time that, as I said earlier on, tomorrow night at midnight, so many people are going to either through Zoom or other forms of streaming or in actual the physical sense attend a slicha service in the middle of the night. And the reason we do it, it's the first opportunity that we can say the full prayers of slichot. One cannot say it until midnight, but sorry, Shabbat, but after midnight, one is allowed to, in actual fact, add those prayers that talk about transgression, talk about repentance, and talk about, well, the concept of becoming a lot more serious in terms of who and what we are, and in terms of what our relationship with Hashem is. It's the Parsha of Netzavim, not only Netzavim, but Netzavim Vayelech, a double Parsha. And it's a Parsha that talks to us on so many different levels about that which we are preparing to do. It talks to us about so many different dimensions of the special Shabbos, the special month that we are coming into, the special concept of standing together united, unity, understanding the concept of unity, what an actual fact we are standing, what are we standing there for, what are we trying to accomplish. This is an extraordinary Shabbos for so many different reasons that I enumerated and many, many more as well. But in order for us to understand what, in fact, the true and inner message of the Shabbos is, we have to examine the Parsha, which we will do more of this soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. The Tzavim Vayelech, sometimes those Parshas are, well, separated, and sometimes they are together as they are this year. It's based upon how the structure of the calendar is. And because this year we have the Tzavim Vayelech, it comes together as one Parsha. In actual fact, some people say in general it's one parsha that is divided in some years. But the fact is, Nitzavim and Vayelech, translated simply and literally, mean two separate things. Nitzavim means standing, firm, in one place. Vayelech means movement, going, growth, development. How can we connect two parshiot that has opposite names, Nitzavim and Vayelech? 
We mustn't forget that this is the continuation in actual fact. We're getting to the end of the speech that Moshe is making to his people. Now, Moshe is the perfect leader, talking to a generation who are going to enter the land of Israel, and therefore every single word that he says is not only a repetition of things said earlier on in the first four books of the Torah, but each and every single thing that he says has powerful lessons in terms of how the Jewish people can now meet the incredible challenge of taking possession of the promised land and turning it in to the type of land which reflects the highest standards of decency, of morality, of ethics, of spirituality, a place where God himself will dwell. And this is why what Moshe is telling them is something which is incredibly important. He speaks about Atem Netzadim Hayom. You are standing this day. And what is this day? This day, our sages tell us, Hayom refers to the day of Rosh Hashanah. Nitzavim means that you will be standing firm, convinced that you will be victorious in the day of judgment. That each and every single Jew asking for whatever he needs will in fact receive Hashem's blessing. Because Nitzavim, you are standing firm, you are standing upright, you are standing there with a clarity and certainty that you will be victorious on that great judgment day. But as I said earlier on, it means standing in one place. Standing in one place and not moving. What does that mean in relationship to the second Parsha of the week by Yelach? Our commentaries point out that the Parsha of Nitzavim, which speaks about standing upright and firm, that we'll talk about soon, this refers to the position of God. God is there permanently. God doesn't change. God is infinite beyond any type of description. No matter what, Hashem is there in every sense of the word. Being that these parashiyot are talking about the fulfillment of the covenant, the brit that is made between God and the Jewish people, God tells the people, I am going to be there permanently. I do not change. My commitment is my commitment. My covenant is my covenant. God is not something which is transient and temporary, God forbid. God is permanent. Whereas the second parsha, Vayelech, this speaks about the individual. And as individuals, as humans, we constantly have to be in the process of movement of growth. This is what defines life. Life is not standing still. Life is not sitting back and doing nothing. Life is not, well, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Life means that you actually accept each and every single moment, each and every single challenge, each and every single choice within yourself, that you look at yourself and understand yourself and see the need for growth as human beings. We know this is what life is all about. Chronologically we grow, emotionally we grow, intellectually we grow, spiritually we grow. This is what defines a human being. What defines a human being is growth. And growth doesn't simply mean like, well, a piece of grass or a tree, it grows. When a human being grows, there is a choice involved, there's an action, there is a commitment to doing something spiritually greater. This is the combination of these two parshas. On the one hand, nitzavim. Nitzavim means God is there permanently. God is there with an infinite and total constant commitment standing with us, vayelech. Our commitment is that from day to day, we will grow, we will develop, we will change where we have to change. We will refine that which is good. We will ignore that which is wrong.
And this is the two parshas coming together right before Rosh Hashanah. Because before Rosh Hashanah, we know as human beings, we have to stand before the King of Kings. And Hashem is going to judge the entire creation and every single element within it. Nitzavim. We are assured that we will be victorious, but at the same time, there's a tremendous duty. There's an obligation. We do what we have to do. And as we take a look at the beginning of the Parsha, what is Moshe saying to the Jewish people? How can it be that you, in fact, will be victorious? How can, in fact, your behavior bring about this type of positive judgment? And what does he say? He says, you will stand kulchem, all of you together, despite the differences, chronological differences, whatever differences we have, and we are very different one from another. In actual fact, he specifies in the Pesach different type of personalities and people. But Kulchem, you develop a sense of unity, and not only for common cause, but you recognize the infinite unity within yourselves. You want to stand receiving a perfect judgment on that great day of Rosh Hashanah. The ten days of repentance, Yom Kippur. Then you have to do your bit. You have to create within yourself a sense of unity, and you have to exercise that unity within your communities, within, in fact, the entire world. This is what Hashem wants. As I said earlier on, the Baal Shem Tov teaches us that the blessing of this coming month is done by God Himself. And what is the blessing? You are standing. You are standing there with pride. You are standing there with dignity. But you're also standing united despite the fact that there are so many different types of people making up that community. It's like one body. The right hand is the right hand. The left hand is the left hand. The head is not the torso. The legs are not the torso. Each and every single part of the body has a specific role to play, an individual and different type of role to play. But in fact, it comes together as one body. This is what creates the type of unity that Hashem is calling for, the type of unity that we need at a time like this. And how much more so at a time like this where unity is called for. But you can ask yourself a simple question. Wonderful words, wonderful ideas. But aren't they platitudes? Wonderful concepts. Look at us. We are very much within exile. There is all sorts of negative elements throughout the entire world that are quite worrying. And not only that, take a look at this year. This year has been an extremely challenging year. We didn't see each other. We don't spend time with each other. We haven't been to shul in the longest time. We haven't celebrated properly. We haven't lived properly. 2020 has been an exceptionally challenging time. How can it possibly be that from this confusion and darkness we can have the great pleasure, the great blessing of victory and judgment and also a sense of unity as well? A couple of lines further in the Parsha. It says of God will bring you back. And it says Vishav. And Rashi asks the obvious question based upon what our sages tell us. Bishav means, and he will come back out of exile with you. It should say, Beheshif, he will bring you back. Grammatically, the word Bishav is not correct. So he quotes our sages by saying the following, something which is so important for us to understand. He says, he will come back with you because Hashem, so to speak, is in exile together with you. Concept of Shechinta Begaluta. That even the divine goes into exile to be with his people that he created. Now think about that for a moment. 
If God would cast us into a darkness, if God would cast us into an exile, if God would throw us into challenges and say, well, do whatever you have to do, of course it would be overwhelming. Not only overwhelming, but it would never be successful because on our own we cannot somehow go through all the trials and tribulations, the challenges that exile brings with it throughout the ages in every single situation. But what is Hashem saying to us? Hashem is saying, I am there with you. You have the presence of God. God Almighty himself is in exile in order to be with his people. And therefore, because God is in exile, his energy, his blessing, his presence, please God, it should be his revealed presence, but his presence is there with So therefore, our strength, our ability to overcome every single difficulty is there as well, regardless of how challenging it might be. And this is the ability of looking at things in a way, what can I possibly take from here in a positive way? What can I take from here in a lesson of life? And in every single situation, regardless of how challenging it might be, there are tremendous blessings, tremendous opportunities, tremendous lessons to be learned. You know, I speak to people on the phone, I speak to people over Zoom, and everybody talks about one thing. What have you learned from this lockdown experience? What have you learned from this entirely bizarre situation? of sitting at home for so many months. I mean, next week is Rosh Hashanah. I mean, we were just sitting at the Pesach Seder. The time has flown by. What have we learned? And as many times as that question is asked, so many times do we hear different insights that people have. People speak about having spent time with my family, something which I haven't done in a long time. People speak about the opportunity for study. People speak about slowing down and looking at things differently. People speak about an incredible amount of positive things. In other words, in the most challenging situations, in every single situation, as I said before, even the most difficult there is opportunity and blessing because Hashem is there with us. He doesn't cast us aside. He doesn't throw us away. He doesn't send us into exile and turn his back on us. Hashem is there with us at all times. This is the parsha of Nitzavim. Nitzavim refers to the permanent presence of God, even in the most difficult. This is what Rashi tells us. He says this is the literal translation of this Pasuk, to know and to feel and to experience, to recognize, to be conscious of the fact that Hashem is with you in every single situation. Of course there are challenges. Of course there are difficulties. Of course there are times that we have more questions than answers. But we have to sit back. We have to sit back and ask ourselves, number one, what am I learning from this experience? And number two, what blessing can there possibly be in this experience. And we've all heard story after story of how many people really see blessing in the most difficult and challenging of situations. More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the concept of Hashem being in exile with us. And therefore, His presence, His strength, His blessing, His energy enables us to overcome even the most challenging and difficult of experiences. But a person can still say, 
it's still very difficult. It's so remote. It's so far away. These concepts are way beyond me. And this is why we take a look a few lines further in the Parsha and what is Moshe telling the people. He says, Ki hazot, This commandment, this whole instruction of developing this personal bond with Hashem and going through the difficulty with a sense of purpose and joy and understanding the value of each mitzvah, these things that I am commanding you today, it's not remote and it's not far away. In fact, it's not in heaven that you can say who can actually go up to heaven in order to take this. And it's not across the sea where a person has to say, how will I cross these huge oceans in order to get it? This thing is close to you. It's close to you in every sense of the word that you can study, that you can pray, that you can observe, that you can fulfill. Now what Torah is telling us over here is, yes, people might think and might say, and it's far away. I live in a situation of darkness. I've never been trained. Pro- I haven't learned anything. I don't know these ideas. I don't know these concepts. Torah is telling us. Moshe is telling us. It is very, very close to you. It is present. It is here. It is something that you can reach out and touch. It is something that you can reach out and take. You don't have to fly into the heavens. You don't have to commit yourself to a perfectly spiritual life. You don't have to go through the turmoil of crossing the oceans, metaphorically, literally, whatever the case might be. It's right there. It's not hidden. It's not far away. It's not remote. Open your eyes and you will see. This is what this farsh is all about before Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a time of great splendor. God's coronation. Each and every one of us will be putting the crown on Hashem's head, so to speak. This is a time of great opportunity, great blessing. We have to open our eyes and see. We have to do a bit of searching. We cannot be spoon-fed all the time. Yes, we should be taught. Yes, we should be told. Yes, we should be shown. But at the same time, there has to be the Vayelich response. There has to be the effort that we ourselves put into something. And Torah guarantees put in an effort and you will find and you will see and you will recognize the light, the clarity, the blessing, the joy of what it's all about. And you will be surprised at how close it is to you, how it relates to you, and you resonate with it. Do a mitzvah. Do a mitzvah once, and you will see that it brings some spiritual purpose into your life. It's like turning on a light. It changes things. You begin to see things that you didn't see before. It's like realizing suddenly it's right next to me. This is the opportunity. This is what I do. This is how I behave. And suddenly everything becomes clear. Everything becomes far more purposeful. Everything becomes far greater and far better. There has to be, on the one hand, the faith of Nitzavim, that the presence of God is here. And not only in some distant sort of way, he is with us in the exile experience as well. But at the same time, there has to be Vayelach. There has to be the movement, the growth, the development, our own part as well. And this is what this week of super preparation is all about. Yes, we wake up early. We stay up late to say the slichot. We, we do whatever we can in order to remove 
whatever possible negativity that we may have created within ourselves, whatever insensitivity that we have infected ourselves with. And we ask Hashem to please cleanse us from it, to remove that stubbornness, to remove that blindness. But it's also a time of great joy. It's a time that we realize and recognize that Hashem has given us the opportunity of sharing with Him in this great experiment called creation. That not only in terms of Hashem recreating the world, in terms of Hashem agreeing to once again be the Melech, to be the king, to be the monarch over the world, which means in actual fact to bring the world into being again and again here again and again, it is the opportunity of ourselves doing something, of partnering with Hashem and actually fulfilling the tremendous, tremendous journey of God's creation. But it takes a bit of effort. It takes a bit of time. And there is still time. We still have a full week till next Shabbos. A full week where each and every single day we can do something a bit more. And we will realize how close it is. We will realize how present it is. And we stop for a moment and think that, as I said earlier on, this is the seventh Shabbos of the seven weeks of consolation. Consolation, which means from a divine point of view, not only removing the pain, the sorrow, the grief, the, well, the sense of loss, but consolation means returning us to a state of joy, of gladness, of greatness, of rebuilding, of greater opportunity. This is this week. I urge you, I encourage you to use this week correctly. You have the time, you have the opportunity. Reach out. There are so many shiurim available today. There are so many opportunities for study, for being, well, to be enlightened, to be uplifted, to be taught, to be inspired. There are so many opportunities. Reach out. Reach out to your shul, reach out to your rabbi, reach out to a friend that might have access to these things, and you will see there is so much out there that you can benefit from. Use the time correctly. Every moment is precious. Every opportunity is where every single experience is an entire world. Use the time correctly. And whether you're in shul tomorrow, with proper protocols, of course, or you're sitting at home, when you read the Parsha or hear the Parsha again and again, Look at every single word and ask yourself, what message is there for me? What lesson is there for me to learn? What can I take out of this thing personally? Particularly the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, the Shabbos before we stand before the judge of judges, Shabbos before we stand before the king of kings, Hashem himself, the Shabbos before we stand before Hashem and ask him for a good and sweet year. So let me wish each and every one of you a May each and every one of you be inscribed and sealed for a good and sweet year. In every sense of the word, materially, spiritually, on every single level. May it be a year of blessing. May it be a year of healing. May it be a year of opening our eyes and seeing the glory that Hashem has given us. May it be a year of goodness and greatness. Good Shabbos.